Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti. Always so happy to have you guys come to the show and listen. First and foremost, I would just love if you would leave a review for the show. Make sure it's five stars because, you know, (laughs) we keep it real here. Click that five-star button and do a twerk with it. Also, something that's really, really important. If you want to share just parts or pieces of the show on Instagram stories, please make sure you tag at Trust and Believe and at Sean T. We would love to just kind of hear how the show has impacted you, whether you've been listening to it forever, maybe you heard one episode, doesn't matter. We just want to obviously promote the show, but also spread awareness of how you are getting trust and belief in yourself from listening to the show. And with that said, today, I have like a really fun episode deep but fun because as you know i filmed two workouts this year so far i'm developing another one and i'm on this journey of bodybuilding and there has been these questions that have constantly come up in my brain in my life whether i'm working out whether i'm developing something whether i'm having a meeting and i wanted to share them with you but also have you do sort of a working podcast, if you will. Really reflect on the questions I ask you and how you're going to continue to push forward as I take you through this little journey. So if you're home, it'd be really cool if you could just like grab a journal or a notepad and you can sit down and kind of go through this. Or if you're driving, just do some soul searching and thinking as we go through. So get ready to trust and believe in enhancing who you are. Somebody say, oh, yeah. Huh? 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 What's up? You better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. It is very interesting when you're going on a particular journey. It's also very interesting when you are going on multiple different journeys that have multiple different outcomes and multiple different goals. Believe it or not, shooting T25 Delta and B25, I don't want to say it was thrown on me at the last minute, but the time that I had to create and develop these workouts was really quick. Right around that same time is when I decided I was going to do a physique competition. And during that process of doing and developing and filming T25 and B25, is when I found out I was going to be doing a new program. So all of this stuff started happening. And I'm really glad I went to therapy last year because 
I just don't think I would be able to process this experience the way I've been processing it had I not given myself that time. And that's why I just think it's so important. Whether therapy is going to a massage for you or talking to your mom or your best friend or actually going to therapy, we obviously talk about therapy here on the show a lot. I just think it's like so important for you to try and do that or try to find a way to connect to yourself. And speaking of connecting to yourself, the first thing I want you to do today, if you have a notepad or a post-it note or whatever, I'm going to ask you a question. And this is going to be a scale of one to 10. I've done this before at some of my transformation center retreats, but I just kind of want to do a shorter version for you. On a scale of one to 10, I want you to kind of rate where your life is in these different categories at the moment. One being, you know what? I definitely need you, Shanti. Two being like, thanks, Shanti. Keep up with the motivation, but I got this covered. A five being somewhere in the middle, like, you know what I'm saying? I got to figure this out. So where on the scale of one to 10 are you in these different realms? So the first thing I do want to say, no one is perfect, nor does anyone have the perfect life. I think that's the first thing that you need to know before I ask you a question about yourself and you start judging yourself. I've said it many, many times. And obviously, for those of you who have read my book, perfection is temporary. Change is constant. Not necessarily the hill reference in terms of like going down a hill, but I love the idea of a marble. My kids are playing with marbles now. Don't ask me why. They they play with something different every week. First it's a marble, then it's like a big Pokemon, then it's a stuffed animal. But this week it's marbles. And you know, the marbles fall and the marbles keep rolling. And then it's like, Papa, I can't find my marble. And the marble's in a sink. And it's really funny. But I was like, it's really interesting about these marbles. They're constantly moving and something that's round is constantly in motion. And so while I do want you to, you know, go up in your life and, and find greatness and become elevated, I really also want you to look at your life as like a marble that's going down a hill. Down part, not I don't want that to be relative to this, but it's just the momentum of your life. As I go through these different scenarios and you rate yourself on a one through a 10, it's just more about thinking about where you are, but then think about the fact that you want to add momentum to this, to wherever it is you want to go. And hopefully it's, you know, like I said, perfection is temporary. Maybe it's not a 10. Maybe you want to get to a seven. So the first thing is something that we all have to do. You have to do it. You can't get away from it. You can't live literally more than 48 hours without doing it. And that is sleep. On a scale of one to 10, how is your sleep? And the reason why you can write that down, whether it's a one or 10, the reason why I ask you that is because the process that I'm going through and the things that are in my head and being a dad and being a husband and my husband's away right now, I'm realizing that sleep is really important, but sleep is also very easily affected. It can be affected by one conversation you have, through the day. It could be affected by excitement, a phone call you had. It could be affected by you ate too late at night. Where's your sleep on a scale of one to 10? And when you think about that, is there a common denominator that's causing you to have that particular number? Like if it's a 10, you're like, yes, I got this on lock. I stopped eating at 630. I read a book. I put my phone down. I go to sleep. I'm at a nine or a 10. I'm good. Or maybe you're somewhere like a three and you're like, I don't sleep. I wait to the last minute. I procrastinate. I'm stressed about this. I keep checking my emails when they don't need to be done till the morning. So where are you on a scale of one to 10 for your sleep? The second thing is your job. Where are you on a scale of one to 10 for your job? Now, when it comes to a job, it's easy to say, I want this job or I don't want this job. 
or I want to make more money and so forth. We'll talk about money in a second. But when it comes to your job and you're rating it on a scale of one to 10, what is it doing for you and what are you doing for it? Right? It's like, yeah, unfortunately, I would love for passion to be our best and biggest and most important currency, but it's not. We all have to make money to thrive and survive and do things or even just minimalistically live to eat. Where's your job on a scale of one to 10? And as you start to think about that, you know, how long have you been in your job? Do you feel like you're challenged in your job? You know, have you talked to your boss about being challenged or maybe you are the boss and maybe you need to challenge yourself more. Again, finding those common denominators. Scale of one to 10, where's your job? Next thing is relationship. Now, this could be an interpersonal relationship, be it your spouse, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or it can be the relationship with yourself if you're single. Where are you on a scale of one to 10 with your relationship? And all of these questions you can also ask yourself, am I doing something to enhance this to get to where it is that I wanna go? Knowing that, even in my relationship, there are perfect moments, but it's not a perfect relationship, right? My relationship is definitely a 9.1 right now because Scott isn't here. It'd be closer to a 9.8 when he is here. But, you know, there's a percentage of the time that, you know, I have to let him have it. Actually, he probably has to let me have it more. So it's not perfect, but, you know, it's good. <laughs> he does let me have it. And I'm usually the culprit, the troublemaker. So that's your relationship. All right, your family as a whole, kind of extended family, like mom, dad, brother, sister, cousins. Maybe you don't have any. Your friends can be your, you know, as we get older, I think a lot of people are now realizing they can have their chosen family, which I think is really good. Scale of one to 10, where is that? Now, some people might cross this out, might not be a thing, but like sexually, like your ability to be intimate. It could be with, you know, your partner in date nights, or it could be, you know, I mean, you could be single and being like, you know, I got a couple people on the side or whatever. FWBs, I call them friends with benefits. I think it's really important as an adult, if this is important to you, to really figure out where that is in your life because intimacy is really important. Some people wanna be in a relationship, some people don't. If you're in a relationship, where's that intimacy level? Because it definitely affects the moods. I'm gonna say something, I don't wanna make this controversial because I'm a guy, so I know how guys think <laughs> more than women think. I'm assuming that because of my experience and conversation, Guys probably need a little bit more of that intimacy than females, but then I know some females, it's like, ah, uh -uh, shoot, I want it too. So where is it lining up with what it is that you want? The next thing is like your personal enjoyment and self-care. I was with my son yesterday, or a couple of days this week, and he just wants to watch roller coasters. And I was thinking last night, I was like texting Alex, our producers for the show, and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I literally can't wait till this kid is like eight and tall enough and not afraid because we're going on a roller coaster tour one summer. I'm going to have to probably take drama me now because I'm getting old. And it just got me to thinking, you know, how much fun am I having in my life? Talking about self-care, doing what it is that I want to do. Are you able to take vacations? Are you able to take that time? Are you able to go to the spa? Are you able to get your nails done, right? It's like these kind of things on a scale of one to 10. Where are you on that? And then last but not least is money. The job is like the act, but where's your money right now? Because I know people who actually make money, they're not good with money. So it's not necessarily how much money are you making in your life? It's like, how is your relationship with your money? Are you saving your money? Are you living paycheck to paycheck and you don't have to because you're eating out too much or you're doing the things that are the quick fixes and not thinking about long-term? I asked you all those questions 
on a scale of one to 10, I just want you to add them all up and average it by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it's seven things here. Yeah, so like the most number you can get is a 70 divided by seven. Where are you, if you really kind of looked at this as like the totality of a piece of your life at this moment with these things. And it should kind of give you some perspective on just kind of like where you are. There's nothing really scientific about it because it's really personal to you. My sleep right now is like a five. My job is like a nine. My relationship is a nine. My family, when you talk about extended, it's like a five. Sexually, it's, it's good. Nine, good. My personal enjoyment, self-care, and my money, I'm good. I'm at a place in my life where I feel like a lot of things are up there. So I feel like, okay, I'm in a really good spot. But when you start to kind of average out those things, see where you are, the other thing you can do is look at those points in your life where you feel like you're not necessarily hitting. I don't want to use the word the parts where you're missing. You just might, might not necessarily be hitting where it is that you want to be. And you might not be hitting those spots. And before I move on, I just want to say, Wherever you are, whatever the average is, it's okay. Maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you've thought about these things fragmentedly. But I think that is the true kind of check-in. And one of the things that I didn't emphasize in the beginning of this, but I think it's really important just in case you didn't do it, is, you know, first of all, no one has to know you're doing this. And you have to also be really honest with yourself with these answers. And also the other thing that will come up throughout all of these answers is the rating where it is because of the actions that you're taking are people on the outside impacting these, right? So there's a lot of things that you can think about when you think about where the average or the totality of your number is with this. I just kind of want to leave you with that. I'm going to ask you five more questions really quick that I want to get through. I'm going to move through them pretty quickly, but I just wanted you to get the foundation of kind of where you are and the things that I've kind of been thinking about over the past few months, I wanted to share with you. And so maybe these next things that we talk about will help you go back the exercise we just did and it'll help you think about it maybe in a different way. Maybe your numbers will change. Maybe you'll start to figure out some of the things that you need to do. First question is, what is your level of commitment? Now, that's very broad, but I believe that there is in some way a common denominator between your commitment to your job, to your relationship, to your family, to your fitness, to you going to the doctor regularly. If you kind of average that out everywhere, what is your level of commitment? And it's not necessarily a scale of one to 10, but I almost want you to go into, when I ask you that question, you know, how do you feel? If I say, what is your level of commitment? And you feel a little angst right away, you're probably not committing to things that you should commit to or maybe you're not being loyal to the things that you should be loyal to, and it might be a little bit jarring for you. If I ask you, what is your level of commitment right now? And you felt brightness and you were able to breathe and open up. That's probably a sign that you're like, wow, I'm making moves because of my level of commitment to this. Or it could be, you know, what? I'm really, really committed. This is going to cause me to have a conversation with someone to Maybe you need to have a conversation about, hey, I'm really committed. I want some feedback for this. So there's different things you can apply to the answer of what is your level of commitment. I know a lot of people follow me for and listen for a lot of you know nutrition and fitness advice. And so I always kind of go back to that. When it comes to your level of commitment to your fitness and your health and your wellness and obviously mental health, because that's really important to me, 
I just think that if you kind of make that your foundation and that's really solid, a lot of other things will be, especially the way you think about your commitment or the things you want to commit to, I think it will become a lot more clearer because those things are things that are you're putting into your body. It's your your system. It's the thing that's going to give you the fuel to, you know, you don't eat, you're going to get angry. You don't work out, you're going to get tight. You don't talk about your issues. You're going to start to suppress things and things are going to start to bottle up inside and you might just not feel good. So it's really important for you to think about that, answer that love of commitment and all things. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Second thing I've been thinking about a lot is do the people around you fuel you or do the people around you use your fuel more? Now, I always believe that it's a give and take in every relationship. I believe that every single relationship, whether it's my friends, my husband, my in-laws, even my kids, I do believe that there is a fuel exchange that's happening all the time. And I think that's the joy of actually having relationships. So first and foremost, that's great. But when it comes to the fuel that you have, do you feel like you're giving too much and you leave yourself with nothing? I actually had a conversation with someone who I'm doing a project with today and she just had a baby and she's like super excited and nothing is wrong with the baby, but a couple other things in the family dynamic happened. Like her dad got sick and like just some other things. And we talked about work, but then we also had a long conversation about, you know, giving yourself your time. She was like, oh, you know, having a baby. She's like, I just want to go work out. or I just want to go get my nails done. And things are happening. I gave her homework. I was like, okay, by next Tuesday, you had to either go get your nails done or you had to go do something for yourself. And that's obviously something that's across the board, especially if you've <laughs> given birth to a child or you have a new child, new baby in your home. But, you know, I want you to relate it more. If that's not your current situation, relate it more to your friends and your family and just the way you are. Some people like me, I love giving off energy. I love it, but I make a point to have enough to do it. And I know when to stop. I didn't always know when to stop, but I know when to stop my energy. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. One of my babysitters stayed last night for me because I had a very early morning and I didn't want my kids interrupting me. And it's funny, like she chats a lot during the day and we like laugh and we have fun and we do, you know, we talk about the kids, but it was so cool that she probably knew that when my kids went to bed, also she's one of my nannies, that she's like, all right, Sean, like you do you. And I just thought that was really cool that she was like, I'm cutting off the energy too. I'm like, me too. We didn't have to say it. Nobody was mad. She put in her AirPods. I went into the theater and then we woke up this morning, we reconvened like normal. And so are a lot of your relationships like that when it comes to like energy exchange? Are people taking your energy? Are you giving too much? So just kind of think about the fuel that you're giving or getting. And I believe that you should definitely give yourself enough fuel and energy first and decide how much you want to give to other people. It is okay. Some people would be mad when you say no, but they will be fine. 
just like you had to make a decision to say no, they have to make a decision to fix whatever situation they need to fix that because they got themselves into that situation. I know it's a hard thing to swallow sometimes, but it's true. All right, next question. Are you creating a life of peace or are you creating a life of chaos? I don't really involve myself much in this anymore, but I just remember being a young adult and it was a lot of when you're younger, not younger, younger, but a lot, depending on who you are, you spend a lot of time talking about people. You spend a lot of time talking about that person. You spend a lot of time giving energy to things that are not going to build you up. And you start literally living a life of chaos. While you do have like complacency and, and calmness and normalcy, quote unquote normalcy, in your life, I think a lot of times people thrive in the chaos. Here's something so funny, random story. So my bodybuilding coach, my physique competition coach, his name is Justin. If you meet him, he's bald head, tatted up everywhere, muscular, very soft-spoken, goes to church on Sunday, like literally this man in a box. And I was just talking, 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 and the name Lisa Renna comes up in our conversation. And I was like, my friendship and Elliot, like, love the Real Housewives. I was like, I really only watch it with them because it's fun to, like, banter with them. I was like, but, you know, I don't watch it like that. And he gets, like, even more quiet and, like, puts his head down. And he says very softly, he's like, oh, my gosh, I've never missed the episode, like, of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm like, are you f***ing kidding me? He was like, I love it so much. He was like, it's my guilty pleasure. He was like, if it's on, I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is so dope. Anyway, I say all that to say, it just made me think of, you know, he's just like this really calm person. His outlet is the chaos of, you know, a reality TV show. So that brings me to say, is your life a reality TV show? Or are you trying to have more calm than chaos? Don't need to go too deep into it, but it's really important for something for you to think about. All right, this next question is going to cause you to think a little bit. What percentage of your life is driven by what you want as opposed to what others want for you? I'm going to say that again. What percentage of your life is driven by what you want as opposed to what others want for you? It was very, very common when I was younger in high school and going to college that people just felt compelled because of the pressure of their parents to do what their parents wanted them to do. You're going to go to college. I'm going to pay for your college. You know, you have to be the doctor or the lawyer or the nurse or whatever. And it's all these things. That's kind of like surfacely. Obviously, some people end up going that route. And some people are like, I ain't doing that. I ain't do that. My mom actually didn't care what I was. She just wanted me to be happy. But are you waking up doing whatever it is that you want to do? And I used to have people say to me when I would say no, there would be some times when people would say, well, you know, Sean's not going to do it if he doesn't want to do it. But it was kind of said like in a negative connotation, like I was being troublesome because I didn't want to do it. And it added like a little bit of pressure. I never really folded. It added a little bit of pressure because I'm just like, well, I don't want to do it. It's not hurting you. It's just something I don't want to do. There are times where, of course, if my kid wakes up at three o'clock in the morning for no reason and just wants me to walk him back to his room, like, yeah. I don't want to get out of my bed and do that, but I do it because, you know, he's my kid. But I'm just saying in a sense of, are you waking up after you brush your teeth and do all the necessary things that you do in the morning? Are you doing what you want to do? If you don't have the right job that 
for you right now? Yeah, okay, those things can kind of change or whatever. Do you find yourself doing what your friends want you to do? Do you find yourself like sitting back and more being a follower when you really want to lead things in your life? Do you feel like you're a people pleaser? Scott, for the longest time, was a people pleaser. And and there's like some times where it sneaks back in, but the new Scott is not a people pleaser. And I'm like, bro, calm down. You don't got to let me have it just because you don't want to do it. I'm like, you could be nice about it, you know, but I love it. I love it. He's like, nope, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, damn, before he would like do that for me, <laughs> he didn't want to <laughs> so bad. And there are really giving people in the world. There are people who like to give. And if that's you, that's great. That's what you want to do. That's your calling. That's your heart. I still would ask that person, are you giving yourself time? But generally speaking, are you doing what you want to do? Are you spending 50% of the time doing what you want to do and 50% of the time doing for others? It's one thing if someone's sick in your family or you have to take care of your kids for whatever. Outside of those mandatory things, I'm also believing that it should be a higher than 85-15. You should be 85% fulfilling your dreams, living your life, and 15% of the time you should be helping people. People will say, oh my gosh, that's selfish. I'm not saying if you have like a charity, yeah, like I give money to charities, you know, I do things like that. But generally speaking, is your life fueled by what it is that you want to do? Another story, just in that sense, you know, one of my friends a few weeks ago, like a month and a half ago, called up and asked me for money. And it was amazing because I could like help this person out. But I know there are times where people call and, and I'm like, mm -mm, I don't want to do it for whatever reason. But this person, I was like, absolutely. I absolutely want to do it. And they were like, you know, I'll pay you back. And I'm like, you're absolutely not going to pay me back. And I felt really great about that. I'm like, I'm going to do this because I'm helping this person out. And I'm like, if you are having trouble in this arena already, I'm not going to put the pressure on you or our relationship for you to give me the money back. So I'm just giving you another example of like, there are times where you will want to do and you will want to go out of your way to help people out. But the majority of what you do should be done for you, how you want to live your life, because I truly believe for what we really know, we're only here once. And then my very last thing is, are you having fun? Are you making yourself available for life experiences? Like, are you having fun? It's not easy. There were plenty of times in my life where I was not having fun. And I just, like, inch by inch by inch, like, slowly tried to set up my life so that I could have a lot of fun. And I just think that when I have fun or if I'm having fun in my life, even when I'm working and it's, like, really tough, I spend a lot of time with Chip and Elliot and Scott and, you know... Even when I'm on set, you know, I still find a way to be messy. I still find a way to laugh. I still find a way to have a lot of fun. And I just think that even in the stressful points of life, when things are mandatory to get done, I still think you should try to find a way to have fun in your life. And it kind of goes back to that self-care question. You know, you really want to find time to do things that are fun for you. I'm a big, 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 big believer in while we are gaining wisdom as we get older, I still like to find childish moments of laughter and fun and quote unquote letting my hair down even at 45 years old because it just makes the day better. 
it brightens up the day. It causes you to be in a better mood. It causes you to have clear conversations when conversations are maybe not so easy to be had because most of the time you are trying to, you know, feel that light and joy in your life. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I hope it made you think a lot, think about your life, think about what it is that you want, think about areas in your life that you want a little bit of improvement in. And I appreciate you for listening. And I hope all of this truly, truly, truly helps you trust and believe in who you are. I'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.